You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Let's go. All right, kids. We're back in March already. Unbelievable. It was only 12 months ago we had this conversation. And here we are again, damn it. So it was a fun February. Let's blow out March. We're going to blow it out with some huge winds today, it sounds like, again. They're saying. So snow in the morning tomorrow, about 3. So NTM, NTM. It's a twister, yes. Get your... Uh, I have, I, have, I have like a key card from a hotel I stayed at like in Flag a few months ago, and I, I it's in my car, and I literally use it to now scrape ice off my windshield. It's my official So I have scraper. from the uh, from Little America in Flagstaff, yeah. the, they, the little plastic window scraper they give you. Ah, it's, it's, yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, I hung on to that. I love that. That's beautiful. So I don't anyway, know if it was included in my room charge, but you know. Hells yes. <laughs> that and the robe, you know. <laughs> they still doing the robe? Oh, that'd be hot. I don't remember. I mean, it's got the it's got the two coolest logos, right? It's got the little penguin, of course, right? And then, of course, it's a Sinclair oil Sinclair. thing. Sinclair. Mm-hmm. This the, the, little the, the, the food in the gas station that they that they have back is respectable. I mean, right? Correct. Now, yeah. when was the last time you stayed at Little America? It's been um, oh, maybe two or three years. I, for some reason, I think it was. I, did we squeeze in a trip there during the pandemic? I, I feel I like that. That sounds right to me. It was two or three years ago. This, is going the, back, do, do they 20, still have their little years. Sinclair dinosaur somewhere in the front of the place? What's that? Do they still have the little Sinclair dinosaur? Because that was always a thing near the gas station. They always have I, a little, I think so. little yeah. dinosaur. There's one. In, uh, there's a Sinclair in Colorado Springs that still has its dinosaur. Oddly enough, speaking of dinosaurs, the last time we were there, um, we just made a decision one morning that we would just go for a drive up to uh, Grand Canyon, and so you saw a dinosaur there. And so, no, but oh. we saw, ironically, we saw, we went over to the gas station to kind of top up, and um, there were a gaggle of Ferrari Dinos, <laughs> Dino GTs. And I'm looking at oh, these things you. like, oh, there's a million, there's a million, there's two million, and it's just a whole bunch of them. And they're just beautiful, but Dino, Dino, whatever. Dinosaurs, Dinos. All right. It was wonderful. Love it. Just, I should have, yeah, didn't think about it at the time. Well, anyway, you one of my it. favorite places. Um, the gas station or the Little America? Little America. Actually, Thank one you. of my, one of a very nice, I don't know where he, you know, you never know where the curse gets anything, but remember, I don't, we never know. Right. It's the a mystery. curse gave me for Christmas about three years ago. Mm-hmm. It was, he, I don't know where the hell, where he found it. It was the one Little America Flagstaff logoed cup like they would serve at the restaurant. Sure. I don't know where he got it. Excellent. But, yep. So keeping it real. Good job, curse. So, uh, we got Dan Shearer, bottom of the hour. Then at 8.07, we have uh, television, uh, mostly, I think, in, in England, but his name is Raghavan Iyer. I got the book in my hand right now. It's beautiful. It's called On the Curry Trail, Chasing the Flavor that Seduced the World. And we're going to do some uh, deep foodie talk. And Matt, he's going to call you, well, his publicist or someone's going to call you for this interview. You just got to... Answer phone. I just got to pick up the phone and be and just be the beautiful man Still that you are. Maybe beyond my skill set, but we'll work on it. We'll get there again. I got I got a, I got an hour and a half to uh, mentally prepare. As long as uh, we don't have uh, interesting uh, analogies, as we like to say on the show, 
Matt knows exactly what I'm talking I'm waiting, about. I'm looking Don't for Sideshow Bob, but he's, uh, he's over getting some coffee, so he'll be back later. Music today is all related to people's birthdays. So it's quite, a, it's quite an interesting mix of birthdays today between uh, Roger Daltrey from The Who, Glenn Miller, Nick Kershaw, Harry Belafonte. And there's like maybe one other little thing in there too. So it's all birthdays uh, music on a Wednesday. Um, let's do a rundown and then I want to talk about uh, my yesterday. D. Simone was quite making the public appearances uh, yesterday. Uh, let's see. You see any cartels while you're out? Uh, well, no, I, no, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Do your rundown. I was in Marana and Oral Valley. I was not anywhere near the border or near uh, Wendy Rogers committee. Just saw the, uh, I sent it to you in the news. So. Right. <laughs> uh, we still got to get to the Washington Post story about, uh, there we go. Sorry about that. Jeez. You were on a roll this morning. I'm going to take back Mrs. D's cookies she gave you. <laughs> uh, Washington Post throws cold water on Pete Buttigieg about blaming Trump for derailments. Uh, the Puffin Books uh, is backtracking their rewrite of the Roald Dahl classic children's books. Because money talks. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here today. Um, Bill, Bill uh, this is a UPI story. I, I always forget that UPI exists anymore. Right, <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, talking about another another um, another uh, thing for the lockdown people, the zero COVID lockdown losers to uh, be ashamed about. Okay, uh, and then I, I was on Real Clear Politics, and they had they still have their little coronavirus tracker, and I was looking at fatality rates, and I I, I kind of came to a little conclusion here. Dr. Marty McCurry from John Hopkins University, Team Reality, has a uh, the 10 myths of told by COVID experts now debunked, or lies, as mm -hmm. Billy number two called them, which is true. And um, I feel like everyone needs to start reading this list to Adelita Grijalva and the losers like over and over again. We'll talk about that. Uh, Oregon's leading the way in another bad idea to how to deal with homeless. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is not making it to the next round, so she's out. Uh, uh -huh. um, what else do we got here? Affordable college. We have, we're going to talk about Hobbs' response to the allegations of her being bribed by the cartels, right? I'm going to explain again why this was a bad idea in the first place. And anyone who just jumped on this really quick and amplified it on their radio show or blog or something was a loser to do so. And I'll explain that. Okay. Um, let's see. Raquel Turan is stepping down to run for Senate. As is uh, Ms. Gabaldon from Salrita. Stepping so. down from... They're both... So here's the deal. Right. What's, oh, the, what's the deal, Jerry? We're, we're stepping down <laughs> from leadership, but we're going to keep the office, right? So of they're course. not leaving office, of course. And, of course, Tehran tipped her hand. She said, I'm, I, I guess she can stay in on a technicality saying she's exploring, sure. right? but she should resign because she's going to be spending more time you know, exploring than probably representing her constituents. I know. That's uh, Matt's opinion. I know that... Um, People get in trouble with exploring sometimes in these days and age. I'm just telling you. Um, uh, to ben Toma and Warren Peterson uh, send a message to Katie about how she actually needs Republicans to pass budgets. 
and we'll talk about that uh, little letter that they sent. Um, when we come back, I want to give you my reflections on my visit to the Memorial Foundation uh, in Oral Valley, and then the amazingly beautiful event we had for our friend Ed Stolmaker, <clears throat> where we named the uh, building where the Chamber of Commerce is in the uh, Ch- Marana Municipal Facility uh, after our good friend Ed. And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the new uh, currency in Tucson. That's We have dollars, but we there's a better one that was actually that's real. Uh, and then um, the other thing we're going to do is that... Am I, am I going to not want to hear this part? <clears throat> no, nah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, and then 707, at both events, I ran into situations with two talented young men who are looking for jobs in Tucson. And we're going to talk about that discussion, both discussions. I didn't know either were going to happen. But they all happened at two different events, one at the Oral Valley thing and one at the at the Stolmaker event. And I, with one of them, I lost my patience. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th of the Voice, local news and talk. Glenn Miller, Roger Daltrey, and Harry Belafonte. Well, there's a trio. Absolutely. This is a, I love their collaboration album. Shock Jock Radio continues with this this hateful Chattanooga Choo Choo. Sorry, Laura. We'll do better next time. Chris is doing the Pete Townsend windmill thing with the guitar in there. It's amazing. Tell Felipe I broke the uh the camera in here again by accident. Sorry. Seven nine zero twenty forty is the phone number. You're on Wake Up Tucson, ten thirty the voice, local news and talk. Dan Shearer coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Um, so I went to two events yesterday. Uh, went to the Naranja Park for the Memorial Foundation. Uh, they want, you know, they, Dick Eggerding, who's a great guy, has been working on this thing for 10 years, right? And so it was for first responders, uh, military, Gold Star families, have that place in Oro Valley to reflect and teach about the sacrifice of these great men and women. And... Um, it stalled, right? It was, you know, Oro Valley got the, had the dirt for him in the park, which is great. Um, but just, just, you know, I'm sure pandemics don't help and lockdowns and other things. And again, it's, it's, it's interesting. These two great, there's these two great projects, right? That this one, and finally one of the construction companies, uh, that came out of nowhere is like putting up a bunch of the money to make this happen. They still need more money, but the kind of the, the, the main corpus to start this thing's rolling, which is good. Um, but it, it always depressed me. Remember when Colonel Moe brought me her friend who's doing the Gold Star Family Memorial? Sure. Right? I mean, so think about this. This is at Naranja Park in Oro Valley, this beautiful place, right? And the one when this lady came on, I forgot her name. Again, very nice lady. And she says, oh, we worked with the county on identifying a piece of land they could give us to do a memorial for Gold Star families, right? And when she told me, I almost puked on the radio. Remember, she's at the, uh, she's under the overpass here, under the overpass at Palo Verde. It's like a, it's like a, it's, it's a fentanyl uh, coven down there. And they're like, oh, Pima County's like, yeah, we really love you, Gold Star families. Uh, go go under the bridge with the fentanyl trolls. But I digress. Um, so a good good uh, uh, Jennifer, sorry, um, Duran Duran Mary was there. She or watching her organize the uh, 
the 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 five pictures of I I can't stand groundbreaking pictures, right? Right. Uh, but and and again, the speakers were fine. It went pretty quick. Winfield did a fine job. He was fine. Um, what was the other one I was thinking? Oh, the the guy who's the honorary chair is the pathetic Richard Carmona. I, I I really I when he when they when they when when they called him up I I really wanted to boo. If there has been one of Arizona's leader COVID panic ruining people's lives, it's Richard Carmona. He has he is such a I just go to freak away, Richard. Please go do a go 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 raise money for orphans or something. Stop doing anything. You're played. You're over. You're played and tired, dude. Go away. One of our one of uh, there, there was a an event in the last year where they were wanted to come on the show. It was a worthy event, and they're like, "Oh, we're working with Richard Carmoni. Do you want him to come on?" I'm like, "Do you do you want to have more people come to your event?" Well, I'm like, "Well, yeah." I go, "Well, don't bring Carmona. Guy's a train wreck. Just a freaking train wreck. A fiery train wreck." But it was good. I got to see a bunch of old friends, and uh, and then I saw uh, Satish Hiremath skulking around. And I thought about Satish for a second there of what his legacy is in Oral Valley. He's really the guy who split the town in half. You remember they used to call Abe Lincoln the old rail splitter? Right? Honest Satish, he's the old town splitter. I, I thought about that. He was skulking around with Hornet. Like, Hornat walks around with him like grime a worm tongue from the Lord of the Rings. It's unbelievable. Um, and then, but on a positive note, we went to the Marana Chamber of Commerce event last night. And it was so good to see uh, lots of good old friends. And uh, I'm glad I posted it yesterday because there were a lot of people who didn't know. Maybe they weren't on the Marana Chamber list, but they loved Ed. So our buddy Mary Davis was there, and Marv was there, and a whole bunch of people. It was great. Uh, in tribute to Ed, and uh, oh, and, and I, I had my Duran Duran girls yesterday. Duran Duran Mary in the first event, and Duran Duran Jennifer in the second event. So that was awesome. We talked Union of the Snake and New Moon on Monday, all the good stuff. And then um, what was great in front of the. Um, if you, you can look at the plaque that they they produce for uh, to, to honor Ed on the building on my Facebook page, but um, his uh, wife and then his daughter Dory, uh, very heartfelt thanks and kind of just the idea of remembering their dad because Ed Stolmaker was the chamber CEO for 16 years, I believe, and when I first got into the chamber game of going to these things. Right, I was still in, you know, I was still working in the hotel business. Tom Tracy and I were doing the golf villas in those days, I think, in Oral Valley, and um, so I had two great guys in that chamber world on the northwest side of town, right? And they and they were in a growth pattern because Oral Valley and Marana were good communities, and also Jack Camper was scaring the hell out of everyone to leave the regular chamber, right? It's like I, I thought Jerry and Ed should have took uh, stole, uh, Camper out for like a big dinner at Fleming's and said, hey, thanks for the 20 members a month you're scaring to us because you suck so bad down there. Uh, but so between Jerry Bustamante and Ed Stolmaker, I had two great guys in the chamber world. They understood networking, right? They understood how to advocate for businesses without getting too stupid on the political side. 
you know, it was it was really a good experience for me uh, in that in those days. And well, both guys are just two of the nicest guys I've ever met. Ever is Jerry Bustamante and uh, Ed Stolmaker. And um, you know, Ed was the perfect guy for a town like Marana. And he was blessed, just like all of us who do any sort of business in Marana, is you have a stable town council that gets it. Oro Valley is successful despite itself sometimes. Because we keep lurching back and forth on our on our we go growth, no growth, no growth, no growth, 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 no growth. Right? I mean, right now with Winfield and the crew we're in no growth pattern. Okay. But they got it. Well, that's a whole other story. So Ed Stillmaker. And they had they did a beautiful video and they had a, a good slideshow of photos. And we were so blessed because some of those photos of Ed is when he was appearing on Wake Up Tucson. So got to see a bunch of pictures of, of Ed here down at the studios, even in the old days before when we were still working out of Doug's closet out of the uh, off the kitchen table there. And so just a really good outpouring of love and his whole family was there and there was a big you know I think there was there was a big wave of emotion over but there were there were definitely tears um of people who miss Ed and have just great memories of the guy and uh it's uh it was a good night overall good good night the town gets it uh they got a good crew Amanda's doing a nice job as the new CEO and uh I think they're in they're in better waters. Well, it's wonderful that he was uh, well remembered yesterday. Um, oh yeah, that's that's a good thing. So people have asked me, "Hey, what's the deal with the giant buildings on Tangerine and I right ten on the west the side?" Mm-hmm. That's Amazon, is it not? No, no, it's better than Amazon. Oh, okay, Amazon's over on Silver Bell and Ina. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so Mayor Ed, he said it's Flint. Incorporate Flint something, and literally those are just going to be light industrial spaces for rent. So, like you know, in Phoenix where they have real businesses, and you can see in like parts of North Phoenix, there's these big buildings, and they have the roll down garages on one side or whatever, and they're being rented out by all these like real companies. And I guess they already have most of these a good portion of these things pre leased. Okay, it's a million and a half. Uh, square feet of space. So is Pima County must be building this on taxpayer money. Matt, it's an interesting question, but no. Well, so. then Marana must be building this on taxpayer money. Uh, that's no. How so can if- that be? How can, how can any development happen without the government funding? I don't understand, Chris. I understand, because what happens is you're reading too much of the Tucson Sentinel and Mark Evans uh, press releases, which is pretty much the same thing anyway. It's or, like this thing over I nineteen. Listen to dark, uh, Bud Foster. It's like this thing over I nineteen. It says it's, now it's Tucson's entertainment center. It's like, well, did did they did they have half a billion dollars in a choo choo car to to make that happen? You talking about the video game place? Uh, yeah, it was just in the paper, and uh, somebody said it was the uh, it was the new entertainment center of Tucson. Was that the press release that said that? Um, let me find the article during the break. All right, and. Uh, and I, and I thought, well, the, wow, so there was another $300 million plus 200 for a streetcar. No. Well, we already just bought, happened. Remember, it just happened because people wanted to invest. Dave and Buster's built the same damn thing over here uh, five minutes without any incentives, I believe. I don't even How's know how that? that can happen, Chris. Uh, I guess I've been programmed. Well, when you're a, uh, a community negotiating from your knees and 
congratulating yourself on 130,000 watchers of a, of a of a football game. This is where we're at. Dan Shearer, Green Valley News. Then at 7.07, Chris answers uh, the questions of two young men of, uh, I, 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 I'm having trouble finding a job in Tucson. We'll talk about that. Wake up. All right. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Uh, one of the friends of the show that works at Amazon said that the um, the one on Silver Bell and Ina has actually been leased to another company. So Amazon doesn't need it, I guess. We were just talking about a million and a half square feet of space that's being built in Marana on Tangerine and uh, I-10 on the west side. That's going to be light industrial. Pre-leasing's already kind of going on. It's like real deal. It's like it's almost like a a, a, a a part of Pima County's becoming Casa Grande and becoming economically viable. So God bless us, everyone. Let's go down to that little green valley who they're they're really worried about the winds. They kind of survived last week, but uh, one of the uh, Viagra sheds over at Quail Creek got pushed over and um, <laughs> where else what? <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like am i have i called the wrong show again <laughs> it was dispersed to the four winds back. yeah <laughs> i do not know why i keep calling back uh, uh okay you're so a good mas- you're a good masochist young man you're a good masochist <laughs> Personally, I'm in a little bit of a celebration mode today because of uh, Lori Lightfoot's loss in <laughs> Chicago. Uh, she is the the mayor, and uh, if you remember, um, about two years ago, she was celebrating the two-year anniversary of her election, and she decided she would only give interviews to uh, journalists of color. Because, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, like I have not ever forgotten that. Uh, and it was just surrounding that one uh, event. But the 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 message she was sending, of course, was uh, according to her, was that uh, boardrooms and press rooms are too white. And she was, by golly, going to do something about it single-handedly. So she was only giving uh, interviews to to I guess black and Latino. Uh, journalists, which is really insulting to the journalists, because uh, I, I think we're left to infer there that they would treat her with kid gloves, and uh, that the other journalists wouldn't, uh, and that simply is not the case. All journalists are basically built the same, uh, at least the decent ones, and so uh, I have never forgotten that about her. Uh, it was really just kind of this moronic move and so when i heard that she was not going into the runoff in chicago i was uh very happy about it but everybody knew two years ago by the way that the the real reason she was doing this is because her city was on fire and um people were dying in the streets uh every day from uh gun violence and she was using this as a as a means of distraction she already by then had simply lost control and sure. then over the next uh next couple of years uh, <laughs> proved it even more because things just have gotten worse so so uh off uh, off to who, who uh, wherever she's going to go uh mayor Lori Lightfoot we will not miss you i think she's so. going to go uh work for NYU with Chris Magnus on the everyone racist uh, think tank that's what i think uh, yeah well she will i think she will 
somehow uh, find her way back to the public trough because they always do. <laughs> um, but uh, and so good riddance. Um, and what what a what a dumb move. And uh, no, I never did forget that one. It is National so. Pig Day. Just let everyone know. Thinking about <laughs> pigs at the trough. There we go. <laughs> um, we talked about uh, Rosanna Gabaldon is stepping down from leadership so she can yeah. go run for something. Well, no. Uh, what, what, what's going on here? Uh, no, there were two leaders uh, in the Democratic Party. Uh, Raquel Tehran is the one who is stepping down so she can run for Congress, uh, Ruben Gallego's seat, because he's going to run for U.S. Senate. Right. Um, I spoke to Rosanna yesterday, and she had been out for a couple of weeks uh, and just returned um, Monday to the legislature. She had been very ill. She just she was the um, minority whip uh, for the for the Democrats and uh, only had been in that position since the new session in uh, since they were sworn in in January. So only for a couple of months. And the whip's job is basically they're kind of a head counter and they make sure people are there for the votes and they make sure that they're going to uh, actually show up and uh, does a head count of how people are going to vote. And uh, you kind of have to crack the whip on occasion, which frankly does not match her personality. Um, but uh, Randy Graff from down here was the majority whip for the Republicans, you know, way back when. And he was very good at it because Randy's kind of an SOB and he'll get in your face and, and whatever. But um, this was uh, Rosanna's role, but she said uh, this illness kind of took it out gotcha. of her and she decided to step down. Okay. So. How, how 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 is she as a representative for that area? Do you feel like she's engaged? She's a, she's a uh, she's she's a very kind person, a very engaging person. She's involved in a lot of border and water issues. Uh, she is a rock solid Democratic vote, so she will always have the. Um, support of you know the you know her friends in the legislature and she's a decent fundraiser so uh if you're a hardcore democrat she's uh you love her and uh if you're not um you're you're not gonna get along with her but now that the boundaries have been redrawn she's in a really solid democratic uh district so she'll probably be there until she's uh you know until she's decides she's done so. Does she? Uh, is she, does she? Is she actually engaged in the Green Valley Sarita yeah, community? She's, uh, she, yeah, she lives in Sarita, and she is um, very. In, uh, she shows up at local events. She's um, very open to talking to people whenever they want to talk. Uh, you, um, if you're going to try to get her to see. Uh, well, let me go back to this. I was leading a forum once, candidate forum once, and she was there, and I asked this question, and I'll never forget her answer, and it was, if there was some way that we can 100% for sure know how our constituents want us to vote, you know, as a, as a legislator, and it did not match up with your personal views, would you go with the constituents or would you go with your personal views? And she said she would just go with her personal views. It wouldn't matter what the constituents wanted. And I thought that was a really interesting answer, and her support for that is, look, they elected me to make decisions, and I'm going to do it based on what I want. Uh, and uh, even if you can divine what they want, um, 
I'm going to vote my own way. And I thought that was very interesting that I asked a couple of other legislators the same question um, over the last few years, and they all they all said the same thing, which I think is really unfortunate, to be honest with you. But well, uh, There comes that point are. in time, right, where you have to learn how to be a legislator, right? You have to learn how to do that part, and, you know, there's a balance in there. There is, and I fully understand that, um, but you're also there to represent your constituents, and if you know that they want you to go left and you go right, then uh, I think there's a problem with that. Uh, the, the fact is, though, you can never really ever determine what all of your constituents want, and so that's just a little bit of leverage in their favor to just go do what they, they want to do. I'm in the office. I have the power. I have the vote, and I'm going to do what I want to do because you sent me here. So um, we have, you know, you, you know, I love Joe and I over the years love the words uh, blue ribbon committee. <laughs> yeah. Right. As we like <laughs> to say, the place where good ideas go to die. There you go. Um, so uh, Nanos is playing this little game about a new jail and we've got to have a blue ribbon committee even though the operation side of the jail is a total train wreck. We just heard from Officer Nate Foster from TPD that it's so understaffed over there, and they're, they're understaffed too, that they're using community service officers, TPD is, as booking agents at the jail now. Right. It's really bad over there. And, uh, you know, I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, and uh, just the numbers alone, I think he was down 150 people in the, uh, in the jails. Uh, that's, that's desperation right there. So my thing is, why are we talking about a building a brand new jail for tens of millions of dollars? When we should talk about, and you know, even I, I, very usually this Chris uh, agree with Adelita Grijalva, but even she's like, part of the jail is only sixteen years old. What, what's going on here? Right, and I think uh, there are a couple things uh, going on there, and one is that there seems to be a philosophy switch in on how you actually are a jailer and how you would manage these people, and that if a new jail were built, it could be built in such a way where you could do it with less staffing. And uh, But again, that's just kind of a philosophical shift on how to um, to manage the, the prison population. And so I think part of it would play into that. It would be almost like, you know, um, McDonald's redesigning their kitchen to, to, you know, make more hamburgers more quickly and get them out uh out to customers type of a thing. I think that's that's part of it. Part of it is just a safety thing, and it, 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 part of it might uh, part of the jail might be 16 years old, but other parts are decades old, and there are uh, literally falling chunks of concrete in some places. Who's, but, you know, in the end, right? This is exactly Huckleberry. Uh, uh, this is Huckleberry and the original animal shelter, right? Well, it's the same uh, story. <laughs> well, what they need is. Um, uh, what they need is, is an honest assessment of it, and then is it a teardown or is it just a remodel? And that's what the blue ribbon panel um, is is going to decide. So it's uh, it's interesting who's on that panel. We'll just say that. Um, so my last question before we go to break on this is: What's you're not? I know you're not a betting man, but what's the chances they're going to they're come back with some unbelievable number for a new jail? is what's I think what's going to happen and they, and they're going to go to the voters on that. What's the chances that that gets passed right under Chris Nanos as the sheriff? 
I don't think uh, it would pass the voters right now. And I think that he believes that also, which is why he would rather it be a tax uh, that uh, the board would have to vote on. And unanimously, good luck getting that past uh, Steve Christie. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. So I don't I don't know what the future of this is. Um, I'm going to tell you uh, something. All those families that are pissed off about their dead relatives in his jail, they're going to be the first ones out there to say, how dare you give this guy uh, $200 million for a new jail? Oh, and whatever number they come up with, I would add another 40 or 50% onto it uh, because those numbers are rarely ever, ever accurate. All right, my friend. Hold on. We're going to come back with Dan Shearer from the Green Valley News. Uh, top of the hour. Chris uh, encounters two situations about young men yesterday who don't know how they they want to be in a certain kind of job in, in Tucson, and they can't find a job. And um, I'll give you my uh, – it'll be all confidential who it was, but some of you will know who it is. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. 6.49 in the morning, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Hanging out with the great Dan Shearer from Green Valley News, Sarita Sun. Dan, welcome back, sir. Thank you. Hey, I just saw this. I'm just going through some of your news headlines here at uh, gvnews.com. And um, I saw the, uh, this is uh, your Sarita school district takes a hit due to lower enrollment. How much lower is enrollment at, in Sarita school district right now? Uh, you know, they actually have bounced back from the COVID stuff, and they <laughs> usually are right around um, 6,000 students. So it's it's actually not not too bad right now. So it's, um, I think everybody wants to kind of hold off and say, okay, you know, at the end of this year is when we'll know how many we might have lost to homeschooling or virtual schooling or, or whatever. But, um, right now they're almost back to pre COVID numbers. And there really, there really has been no, uh, new charter school or private school action down in that area, right? No, in fact, we lost a charter, uh, or I'm sorry, a private school a couple years ago. Uh, but no, there there's not not been anything new. Uh, I saw this other story about the town of Sarita is hiring an outside economic development company to help develop an economic plan. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute! Don't we have an economic development director? Uh, uh, we, we just had the same discussion about Pima County, right? They're hiring that company, the Stiletto people, for yeah, another hundred thousand yeah. dollars because we got. Remember, we we got Trio that we're giving six hundred G's to. There's like a yeah. million dollars of pay, a half a million of payroll over at the economic development department, and we got to go find an outside company to do an, an ED plan. I think it's a, a recognition that there are certain um, expertises that may not uh, uh, the, the town may not uh, possess, and so what they're looking at with hiring this group is more long-term type stuff uh, and vision and uh, you know kind of uh, potential, and they're going to push us. And it's a it's a maximum um, of. $150,000. So we'll see what they have. Of it. Certainly it raised an eyebrow, but um, on occasion, you know, like if you have a town attorney, that person cannot possibly be an expert in all different things that sure. may be thrown at the town. And so they go out and, uh, you know, do this. So, but I will tell you that it's like, mm, I don't know. So the real point here for me is, so when you look at what the town you know, the town, the way it exists, the opportunity for annexations or that as, as you move through the, through the next 10 years or so, 
is what's the economic to plan development plan now, and what should it be if you feel like there's something missing? What do you what do you what would you say? Well, the economic development plan now um, to very just simplify it, it was uh, to build a road, and on the side of that road we can put businesses because we were running out of places to put businesses. So the road has opened just recently. It's a real long stretch. It's a couple miles from Quail Creek up to one of the major shopping areas, and uh, it'll siphon uh, people off of Green Valley, quite honestly, and give them a straight shot to more of uh, the shopping that is in uh, Sarita. So that's that's one of them. But what we the reason we had to build that road, one of the reasons is because there's some state trust land involved, and the state does not want to give you any more access to state trust land until you do something with the the pieces you have. And we have two pieces, and now this has proven to them that, yeah, we can actually do something with it. Our real desire is to annex east, which is the only way that we can do that, and um, that involves state trust land. So we had to build this road to prove to the state we're, you know, we're we can grow and we can keep keep the ball rolling and now maybe they'll let us go east but we'll see i see so. there's an, another annoying bike race coming to uh mess up everyone's traffic this weekend yeah this one won't be so uh so bad as uh el tour as far as doing that goes which by the way people down here love el tour it was down here for the second year uh, this one's the tucson bike classic it'll just uh, close a loop of roads up in the Sarita area, and some of them are back roads that very few people go on anyway, so it shouldn't be too much of a disruption. And then I believe Oro Valley and Vale also get legs of that uh, of that race, too. Yeah, it's 3.5 miles in Vale Friday, 20.5 miles through Sarita on Saturday, and then a final speed circuit in Oro Valley on uh, Sunday. Right, and this was here last year. And uh, it was, um, again, not, not overly disruptive, but uh, people just like a heads up on where to avoid. And um, so that's, that's what will happen. What's, so. go, what's going on at Green Valley's, one of their most well-known businesses, the White Elephant Place? How's that? What are they doing? Uh, the White Elephant, with you know, 500 volunteers, and they give out about a million and a half dollars a year. It, it's incredible. They just uh, gave out their checks in December, and uh, they've really bounced back from from uh, COVID. Also, uh, with strong numbers, even though uh, in uh, 2020, I think they were closed six months out of the 12, and they still were just doing gangbusters. So, uh, you go over there; it's like the best thrift store that you're you know probably ever going to be at and there are constantly just sit back and watch because when my wife drags me there i just sit and watch because i um that's what i'd like to do is see the the movement of the volunteers they are constantly putting products out onto that floor it's a real big building it uh half of mexico goes there every single day but they're only open from nine to noon uh six days a week and they are busy 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 and I tell you, our community rises and falls on their generosity. No, it's it's an amazing place, and if any of you guys are into the thrift the thrift shopping thing, they're 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 one of the OGs in thrift shopping. Yeah, <laughs> that and estate sales because we have a lot of them, uh, and of course it's garage sale season. So uh, <laughs> it is garage lots, sale lots season. <laughs> and I tell you, and I tell you, Thursday and Fridays are the big day for garage sales. By Saturday, it's like, nah, you know. Oh, you're already too um, late. 
oh, you're way too late. So get get down here on Thursdays uh, for those garage sales. And uh, your Green Valley News lists them all. So, um, yeah, get on out there. But um, huge contingent from, from Mexico uh, comes up, and um, it's it's – it's great. It's good stuff. We love getting out there and just checking out all the stuff we don't need, but we buy it anyway. So. Uh, one of our listeners uh, wants to say a uh, shout-out to my son-in-law, Paul Vasquez's Sarita Mustangs, for winning the state wrestling championship. Yeah, the wrestlers did uh, great this year. The uh, girls' soccer finished second uh, for uh, Walton Grove, and they were awesome. Uh, we've had... Uh, uh, good showings for the um, for the the winter sports, and we'll see how things wind up at the end of the year. So, uh, and also we enjoyed covering the uh, Tucson Rodeo with our photographer Rick McCallum, who always does absolutely terrific work out there. A lot of fun. I didn't see the pictures on your site. I got to go. Uh, yeah, they're in a photo gallery. And, okay. Um, yeah, way down there, and then uh, yeah, they're fun. Um, Rick just does a does a great job, and all of our all of our papers uh, share them. So sometimes I send them around the country, too. So. Again, I was out there uh, with Mrs. D on Saturday. Hadn't been for a while to the rodeo, and uh, that place is America, baby. Oh, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. My uh, my granddaughter is a barrel racer, and uh, um, so she uh, competes in events almost every weekend, and we get out there and uh, rub elbows with some of these people, and it's a lot of fun. I was amazed. I, I, I love. They had the mutton busting, which is very fun. But watching, <laughs> watching the seven to ten year old doing the barrel racing, yeah, was so amazing. Yeah, a little frightening. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big horse. Uh, <laughs> that's a big horse, and they're going fast. Train so. them, train them well, and it's all good. Oh man, they love it too. Great, good, clean fun. All right, amigo. Good time as always. And uh, sorry about that uh, Viagra shed thing at the beginning. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't surprise me like that in the future. <laughs> Thanks. All right, have a good day. We come back, uh, a couple of reflections of some discussions I had. Um, and one of these gentlemen actually put it on his Facebook page, his existential crisis about staying in Tucson and this kind of thing. And you won't be surprised by what, what comes out of my pie hole, but I'm kind of losing patience with the discussion. And we'll talk about that when we come back. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk.